you only have yourself to pull yourself out of that situation that you're in. You don't have anybody else telling you what to do or or holding your hand, I should say, pulling you through it. Hey, mama friend, I'm Amy Cothran. I've been a stay-at-home mom for the past seven years, and I discovered that the best way to raise our future generation is by building up the moms who are home with them. Mama Mindset is a movement, a mission to build a community of stay-at-home moms who want to improve their lives. This podcast will provide inspirational stories from myself, everyday mom guests, and interviews with experts in various fields. The conversations are packed full of authenticity, vulnerability, raw honesty, and tough love. So let's journey through motherhood together with a mama mindset. Hey, mama friends, welcome back to another episode of Mama Mindset. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I'm absolutely loving these conversations. And today I have a little bit of a different episode. I love doing these different episodes because it's my podcast and you are my listeners. And I feel, I feel very open to trying and doing new things. So what I wanted to do today, kind of maybe a a little bit of a special treat, if you want to call it that is I'm going to read you what I actually was writing in my journal last night, I decided to take a bath and just have some me time, you know, fill my cup, do all the things that we talk about. And a lot of times when I'm in the bath, I don't listen to a podcast. I don't listen to the radio or music. I don't read. I just be, I'm just present. And I take my journal in there with me and whatever thoughts come to mind, I tend to start writing. And I knew I needed to write. I I knew I had a lot going on in my mind. And that's one of the things that I love about doing a brain dump, which we talk about on other podcast episodes as well, is it gets everything that's up in your mind, everything that's going on in your head, that's all tangled up and discombobulated. And it puts it out on paper and it really lets you reason with it, sit with it, be present with it, dissect it. And So basically that's what I did in the bath last night. And I knew I wanted to kind of brainstorm some ideas for the episode. And I've had a lot of ideas going on in my mind. I just haven't really been able to articulate them or to put them on paper. So I just started writing and I know writing isn't comfortable for everybody. I know it sounds more like a chore, but it's amazing what happens when you pick up a pen and a piece of paper and just start. It doesn't have to have... You don't even have to have an idea. You just literally start like taking your thoughts, thinking out loud and putting them down on paper. So what I want to read to you today is very, very personal. It's very, very vulnerable, but I think it's the conversations that we all need to be having and sharing. And it's a little scary for me to share it. Honestly, I read it to Brad last night. And I was crying. And so I'm hoping I can hold it together in this episode today as I read this, but there's a really good chance I'm not going to be able to. And that's okay because this is my real life. So 
my goal for this episode that I was really kind of struggling to articulate was I, I wanted to address and go back to the beginning to when I was a new stay at home mom, or I was a struggling stay at home mom, because a lot of the women that are listening to this are not just new stay at home moms, but they're struggling stay at home moms and they haven't found their worth and they haven't found their value and they're just not thriving. And I wanted to go back to that moment where I was before I feel what I feel now in my role as a full-time mom. And so I just started writing. And so what I'm going to do today is just read you what I wrote and I'll probably pause in here because there are some gaps in my timeline as I was writing this because I haven't edited anything. I haven't changed anything. In fact, I can show you (laughs) this is my journal. I don't know if you can see my journal, all the scratches, all the marks um, just on that first page. I haven't edited anything out. This was me writing and just going for it. So um, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to pause and maybe explain something if there's not enough clarification or maybe fill in some gaps on the timeline. But again, I'm, I really wanted to just kind of talk about this very, very vulnerable time in my life because I feel like all women, not just stay at home moms, I feel like all women are going to be able to resonate with this. And um, I, I hope you get something from this. I hope you gain an understanding of where I was coming from, where I'm coming from now. And also the fact that you can change your life and you can change your mindset and you, you can find your value and your worth every single day and loving your role in such confidence with such confidence that it's unwavering, unwavering. Nobody could say anything to you. Nobody can shut you down. And you'll go into every single day with your kids and your family, just knowing that this place where you are right now in your, in your life, in your home is exactly where you should be. So we'll just get started reading and we'll see where this takes us. It's kind of a fun exercise, a fun journey. So take me back. So this is just, again, me, me starting to write in the bathtub, me naked in the bathtub. This is me writing. (laughs) There's a good visual for you. Take me back to when I was a new stay-at-home mom or a struggling stay-at-home mom. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to share? I want to share that no one heard me, that no one understood how hard it was. I want to share how much I loved it, but how much I hated it and who I was at the same time. I want to say I had no intention of going back to work, but I couldn't find myself in this new role. I want to say that I had friends, but they all worked. So I had zero consistent friends to spend time with. So I was lonely, so lonely. And I didn't know where to find like-minded mama friends. I tried Facebook groups only to carry more emotional baggage because you know how negative those groups can get. I tried the library, but only a few times. It wasn't consistent. We tried the park, but not often because honestly, at that point in my life, it felt too hard to go. I would beg my husband to come home early, always anticipate 
him being home to make me feel happy, to make me feel happy. At that point, my happiness was dictated by my husband. I allowed that to happen. I want to say that I thought it was because Gracie needed a sibling to play with, but maybe me being pregnant again gave me purpose. Or dare I say it, maybe a pass to ignore and not do anything challenging that I should have been doing, like working on myself and my own shit. This was back when we decided to have a second baby. So I'd been home for a while with Gracie. And I really think looking back that some of the feelings that I had in wanting a second child was just me being passive and, um, an excuse to, like I said, not reflect on myself and another way for me to have purpose again, because it seemed like being home with one child wasn't enough or enough purpose in my life. A dead giveaway for these feelings and the struggles were my feelings of anger. When we found out we were pregnant again, was this mild depression perhaps, but no one wants to help the new mom with that. And I honestly don't blame them. I would have probably yelled, cried, or sat silent and loathed them for weeks to come. If they even mentioned the D word, I would say after the anger of finding out that we were pregnant came acceptance and then mom mode, full-blown mom mode, fix things, clean things, do things, prep things, read birthing books. But again, never working on myself. Everything I was doing was preparing for a baby. It wasn't anything for me. My true inner self was not getting the deep work. If I stretched or attempted walking, it was for the baby, not for me, not back then. Nothing was ever for me and everything happened to me. That's that victim mentality mode that we talk about a lot. And I was smack dab in the middle of it. I was bathing in it for God's sakes. I would say the second baby girl came into this world and fast which is ironic because we decided to have a second baby and she was conceived pretty fast. I would say the feelings I had after Olivia got worse. And at three weeks postpartum, the market analysis I had done on our house to see if we wanted to sell it was another way for me to escape the reality on not focusing on my own shit. And yes, Three weeks postpartum, I decided we should have somebody come and see what our house would be worth, what we could sell the house for. They did a full market analysis and we listed the house the next week. So by that point, I was about one month postpartum. We were selling our home. Now, it was baby shit, literally, and house shit, figuratively, that I was dealing with not my own shit. I would tell you, I completely bought into the mommy needs wine culture. I mean, I even claimed it was my hobby 
poisoning my body was literally my hobby. I would tell you I day drink because in college, it was what we did to have fun. A glass of wine, maybe two, because I'd earned it. I deserved it. And cleaning, organizing, laundry, dishes, or anything else was more fun that way and made me feel grown up amongst my babies. I would tell you about the fatigue, the exhaustion, and the occasional thoughts that if I just get hurt or sick enough to be in the hospital, I'd finally get some sleep. I'm not kidding there. I think that's something that moms don't talk about enough is the, is the thoughts of maybe I should wreck my car today. I kind of wish I would get sick enough that I'd have to go in the hospital or somebody would have to take care of me for a change. And somebody would just swoop in and take care of my kids for a change. I think that happens a lot. We're so exhausted. We're so fatigued and we're so, so vulnerable. But then the fear of someone else taking care of my babies would snap me back to reality. So the exhaustion led to me leaving. And I, and either Brad could come with me or I was going alone. This really happened. This only happened one time, one time, but it happened. The dingy hotel room where we slept after a beautiful meal and watched shitty TV. We literally did that. I, I said, I am leaving for a night and you can either come with me or you can stay. Now I was living with my parents. And at that point, I actually didn't really give them an option. I said, I'm leaving and somebody's watching my kids and I don't care who it is. Either my parents could, or my husband could, because I was so exhausted. I was at my wits end. I was incredibly emotional all the time and angry and upset. And I just needed a way. I just needed some time. And that's, I'm not at all saying that that's okay. It was terrible. It made me feel terrible, but I shouldn't have ever allowed it to get to that point. I shouldn't have let my self-care take my lack of self-care take over that much and go to the wayside that much to the point where I said, I'm leaving for a night and I don't care. I've never had that happen again, ever, not one time, not even close, but it did. And I, I don't want to normalize it. I want to normalize taking care of yourself, which is why we have the podcast. The realization after being winded from walking up my parents' stairs that I needed to get my fucking shit together. I'd say the journey has been hard and often lonely, imperfect, absolutely. But each day is a new day, and I knew my worth was deep down. I just had to find it. No one could give it to me. No one could hand it to me. It wasn't something I could take. It was something I had to create moment by moment, 
obstacle by obstacle, challenge by challenge, book by book, workout by workout, gallon of fucking water by gallon of fucking water. Each new mom I met at our library, each effort I made to reach out to them, the culmination of seven years of trudging through the shit with no paycheck to motivate me, no group to give me high fives, just effort and step back, effort and step back. Because I knew I was meant for absolute greatness. I knew I needed to change for those amazing little girls I have. And you know what? You are meant for greatness too. And this is where I stopped. This is where I put my pen down and I sat with that. There was a lot. There was a lot of really heavy shit for me to process. And I sat with that for a little bit. And as I was thinking back through all of this, I started crying because it was a lot. So I cried pretty hard in the bath. And then I realized I need to keep writing. My story is not done. So I grabbed my pen and I continued on. I thought I was going to be done, but I wasn't. As I sit in the bath, reflecting on this, I cry. I cry hard. And I pick up my pen and I write again. Because I'm not the only one. I sit here speaking to over 800 cities, hoping to help another woman, not a mom, a woman, a female who has a family and has every right to feel worthy and valuable and to live with a purpose outside of motherhood. That woman doesn't get a monetary reward for her sacrifice. She doesn't have a coworker or a boss or an employee telling her she's doing a good job. That woman only has herself, truly. Day in and day out, that woman only has herself. I only have myself. So I want to be the person who tells you, you are not alone. You are not the only one and you are worthy. You are more valuable than any paycheck, more valuable than any title or societal label will ever give you. And all I want is for you to start believing in yourself. Believe in who you are. Believe in what you do. And always remember, your children will never care or even remember how much money you make. They remember the hugs, the kisses on their boo-boos, the story time, and your presence, your unwavering presence. The greatest impact you have on the world and this universe is not done at a job. It's done at home. I dare someone to challenge me. And nobody's challenged me yet. 
And I just want you to know that my story is not unique. That we all have these same feelings and we've all had them before. And it may not be how you are right now. It may not be how you were back when, but it might be how you feel next year or in five years. And I just want you to remember that we've all had those feelings. And honestly, it's a working mom or a stay-at-home mom. We've all had those feelings. And at the end of the day, you only have yourself. You only have yourself to pull yourself out of that situation that you're in. You don't have anybody else telling you what to do or, or holding your hand, I should say, pulling you through it. You have me giving you tips, tools, and resources. But at the end of the day, it's all on you. And you have to make yourself accountable, hold yourself accountable to that. But the most important thing is that you're not alone. You're not alone at all because we've all been there. So I told you I was going to try really hard not to cry. And this is me trying not to cry. (laughs) That's how vulnerable of a conversation this is. And this is how, how badly I want to make sure all of you have the help that you have. So if you find yourself stuck, if you find yourself struggling, please reach out to me because I've been there. But you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to do the things that I tell you that you need to do every day, step-by-step to get yourself back to a place where you want to be. So send me a message, um, send me a DM. I'm happy to talk to you. I'm, I'm happy to hear your story. I'm happy to listen to it because, you know, nobody was really willing to do that to me. And I'm not sure I would even have been willing to share it at the time. Um, but I hope this finds you maybe being a little more brave and willing to be a little more vulnerable and open about your story and where you are. Um, so if you liked today's episode, if you found value in today's episode, if it made you think, please share it because I am a firm believer that one podcast can change a life. One episode could save somebody. And in this community, we want to help out as many women as we possibly can, as many mothers as we possibly can. So share this today, share it to your stories, just share it with another mama friend or talk about it. I know a lot of you have reached out and said that you've been talking about it with other mom friends. And I absolutely love that. And I can't thank you enough. So hang in there, mama. You're doing a great job. If you want to change your life, please talk to me follow the podcast, do some of the things that I suggest that you do and tell you you need to do and take action steps. And don't, don't wait, don't wait for the perfect time. Start tomorrow, start today. Thank you so much for listening today, sweet mama. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey mama, thank you for joining me in today's conversational journey on the mama mindset. If you found value in this episode, please be sure to share it with another mama friend. Another way for us to build this community and help me bring you free quality content is by leaving me a rating and review on iTunes. I bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any. 
If you'd like to continue the conversation, I encourage you to join the Mama Mindset Facebook group. And I also bring you inspirational and educational content through Instagram as well. As always, please remember that I believe in you, I care about you, and I am so incredibly proud of you. Thank you so much for listening today, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.